Hi, and welcome to Sacred Reading at Brandon for this season with the Nowhere Girls. I am Mrs. Huff, and with me today is... Miss Spears. And we're very excited to start reading this. Uh, we've gone through the first 72 pages just to see, get introduced to the characters and start thinking about this book. And there's so many quotes that hit me. I'm very excited to do this. So we're going to use our spiritual practices just like we did last year. Specifically, first, we're going to use Lectio Divina, which was used by monks. It's where we pull a quote out of the text that felt important and then we do four things with it. We talk about literally what's going on in the text right here, allegorically, how is this like something we've seen in another book or in the world, uh, personally, how does the quote relate to your life, and then based on our conversation, a call to action of like, so what should we do? So our quote for this time, Miss Spears found on page 20. Do you wanna read it for us? I sure will. The thing is, Rosina says, people don't want to hear something that'll make their lives more difficult, even if it's the truth. People hate having to change the way they see things. So instead of admitting the world is ugly, they shit on the messenger for telling them about it. So step one, literal. Rosina has just met Grace. She rode on her bike over to where Lucy used to live. She wasn't even really trying to go there, but she keeps apparently going there. So there's something going on there. I want to find out more about it. Grace was outside, and so Rosina met Grace. And Grace is asking what happened and what happened to Lucy because she's found those words on her wall. And Rosina says it doesn't matter what happened to Lucy. All that matters is that people didn't want to hear it. So that's literally what's going on. Anything? Did I get that right? Yes, that's what I see. And I, I was really interested when I read that Rosina kept going over to Lucy's house. And at that time, of course, we didn't know the name was Lucy. And it was like, wow, what was the connection between the two of them? Yeah, I don't, I don't know yet what the connection is. I know that Rosina later says that she doesn't want, she didn't want to care about Lucy and she didn't really talk to Lucy, though she did apparently spit in somebody's face when she was mad about what happened to Lucy. <laughs> um, okay, so allegorically, how is this like another text or another thing that we've seen? Well, I will tell you, I immediately went to the book we read last year. <laughs> Me the too. Hate You Give. <laughs> yeah, so... People don't want to um, don't want to hear something that's more difficult, even if it's the truth. That's exactly Star's experience. She completely felt like she had to be two different people because Williamson Star couldn't be ghetto. Those, you know, her prep school friends couldn't see her act like she was from a poor neighborhood. Um, but in her neighborhood, she couldn't be. She couldn't speak the same way she did at Williamson, and um, she didn't feel like any of her Williamson friends wanted to hear about who Khalil really was. They just wanted to write him off as a drug dealer. They wanted to use him as an excuse to not go to class uh, and an excuse to protest. They didn't didn't want to see the real truth that was messy about all of that. And the whole book was about getting to be one person and find the truth. And 
And what I see from this quote is that Rosina is feeling the exact same way that Star did. And that right up front, we get hit with that she also sees that there's a lot of conflict in the world and that people don't want to talk about things. They just want to make a big deal about them. They want to take the easy way out, just like no one wanted to really know who... Khalil was. They just wanted to think of him the easy way, not who he really was. And that's what really frustrated Star. Mm -hmm. And that's what I see here, I think might be happening with Rosina, is that she doesn't think people see what, they only see what they want to see. They don't want to mm -hmm. see what's really there. Yeah. And so personally, I see that in every... I, I'm old and I'm an adult, so it's every Facebook argument uh, about politics. But you see people who, you know, different parts of your family are conservative or liberal. Um, or you've got this friend whose family thinks differently than the friend does. And when you read their posts, there's so much yelling. Um, so many people who basically it boils down to people are saying, my side is right. No, my side is right. And all they're doing is just screaming about their own side. And they're not actually listening to anything the other person says. And I think that's also what's going on like in our Congress. It's that it's all Democrat or all Republican. And there's no like middle ground where we actually seek the truth. We just yell about our side and don't get anything done. And I think about here at school, when we have these fights out in the lunchroom area and in the commons, it's all about the same thing, is that somewhere they need to find a common ground, our students, mm -hmm. and they need to look and, and go deeper to get the full meaning. They just, they look at that social media, they read it, they listen mm -hmm. to it, their parents at home are arguing, and they don't want to find that common ground of saying, you know what, this is pretty messy, but let's get to the truth of what's really happening. Instead, mm -hmm. they just want to go and, and throw their fist and, and hurt each other instead mm -hmm. of looking at the real truth that they could dig to. Yeah. We all need to take a breath and talk more. And I think that's kind of my call to action is to be calm, to be quiet, to be contemplative or to listen. Um, that if I can sit down across from somebody who maybe I'm having some difficulty with, a disagreement, not getting along well with, a kid that I yelled at for something, if I can sit down and have a conversation, tell me what's going on in your world. Tell me about you. Let's talk this through. I think that the more I do that, the more likely I am to hear people's truth. And if I can breathe before I do that and be calm when I listen, I think I'm a lot more likely to really hear them. I agree. We have to listen more, but also other people have to be willing to sit and talk to us and have a calm conversation. Mm -hmm. So it is also a joint. I think Rosina's right where she says, sometimes I may not want to hear the truth, but I also need somebody to be able to tell me the truth and, and do it with a reasoning voice mm -hmm. and not a yelling voice and, and to help me open my eyes. And I need to be open and receptive to that just as I need someone sometimes to listen to me mm -hmm. to vent and to talk and, and to hear my truth and what I want them to see. So I think it's a two-way street, but it definitely has to start with me yeah, and my 
approaching people in a very calm manner and having my ears opened. And my mind is the big thing that has to be opened. My ears have to be opened with my mind opened. I, yeah, I think that that calm can really help in both directions. And I'm also called to do things like read more. Um, I saw on one of my other podcasts, someone said that the reason why we read fiction is to practice empathy. That by putting ourselves in a place where it's just me and the character speaking, I can see in that person's head and in that person's shoes and I can feel what it's like to be that person as I read the book and so that helps me practice empathy and therefore learn to have a conversation and see what was real and see what was true I'm sort of doing that with this book so I'm also called to just read more of the book and I think it's interesting and fun too that now that you said that when I was reading this first 72 pages as I'm reading Grace was me, and I was like walking in her shoes, and I understood and had that empathy. But Aaron, I was like, I don't get, and I'm going to have to work on my empathy for Aaron. Where Rosina, I understand her because I've worked with people like her mm-hmm. or uh, students like her, but Grace and I connected, and so I had that empathy. Rosina, I have that empathy, but I've got to work on the Aaron, so that's where I need to listen and, and to read mm. her, to understand her better and think of the people that I could connect with like her. Nice. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear Erin because I don't see many characters written like Erin. Yes, I'm interested in knowing more about her. And I connected to a very small side character, that girl who um, has the high GPA. She's oh, hoping yeah. that she goes to Stanford. Yeah. And she's like, there's one point where she says uh, that she wonders if once she gets to Stanford and they're all smart, if she can be other things too. I remember feeling in high school like I was in this tiny little box. And that, that was all, I was a band kid and that was all I could be. And I couldn't be beyond that. And I think that'll be a great topic for next time is maybe talking about being in that box. I look forward to it. Thanks for doing this with me. I hope you guys are enjoying the book. See you next week. Bye.